Okay. Um, yeah. I would like to um, dedicate tonight's shia to my auntie, who was nifter yesterday in Israel at the age of 95. Um, she had leukemia for the last three months, but it seems she didn't suffer. But for the last two days, she suffered a bit with breathing difficulties. Uh, she didn't have an easy life. She had to leave Germany when she was 14 years old and sort of more or less fend for herself when she came to Israel. So I would like to learn, especially we're learning a Mishnah and the word Mishnah and Neshama, the letters interchange, and therefore this should be a Lewis Neshama uh, for her. Shoshana Bas Marena Rabbi Yisrael Yitzchak. Right, starting the Mishnah, Lama Daladama Base. Hamispalel Vatol, somebody who davens and makes a mistake. Simon Rala, it is a bad sign for him. And Gemara will discuss what this refers to. The Imshilech Sibahu, if it's the Shlech Sibah, the Chazan, who makes a mistake when he davens, Simon Rala Shalchov, it's a bad sign for the congregation who sent him to represent them. Because we have a principle which means that a person's agent is like himself. So since he is an acting as an agent for, he is a shliach, like literally as the word explains, shliach tzibur. He is a shliach tzibur, and therefore it's a tzibur have sent him, and therefore it's a bad sign for the tzibur if he makes a mistake. They said about Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa, he would daven the people who were ill, but I'm and he would say, this one will live and this one will die. So the, the, the Mephoshim, well, some suggest that he didn't actually say it in words like that. That's a bit direct. But it was clear from the way he acted that he considered the situation hopeless. Um, Omrulat, so they asked him, how do you know when he says this one will live and this one will die, how do you know that? Omrulahem, he said to them like this, if my tefillah is fluent in my mouth, in other words, I dab them straight. I don't make any mistake. It, it flows well. I know that it has been well received and that the ill person will recover. If not, if my tefillah is not fluent, I know that my tefillah has been rejected. Now, the point is like this. It doesn't mean that we can say the same applies when we dab them. Obviously, only somebody of the stature of Rochanina Bandaisa, he could make such a determination based simply on the fluency of his davening. Ordinary people can't do that. They tell a story about the Chovetz Chaim that somebody came into him to ask a brocha for his ill father. And he said, may you and your mother be gesund. He said, yeah, but I've come for my father. So he repeated again, may you and your mother be gesund. And the father was nifter a few weeks later. So for very great people, and that, that sort of madrega, 
or of Khanina Badaisa of Chavetz Chaim and people like that, they they could know these sort of things. But us as mere mortals, obviously, we can't take that as a sign. Going Gerald? To, yes. Gerald, it, it's multifactorial, isn't it? Because obviously he could be instrumental, but it's also dependent on the individuals that are suffering and how and Hashem's intervention. Are you with me? His prayer obviously, doesn't. Yeah, but, yeah, but this was a sign to him that he knew that if his tefillah went smoothly, it would be accepted. But if his tefillah did not go smoothly, then it was not accepted. That he knew that as a sign. The Gemara would explain. Where did he get that concept from? How did he know that, that that's how it works? Gamora will ask that question. Yeah, but isn't there a principle that the individual suffering also play a part? Are you with me? It sounds like well, this great subject, you know, can, re- can sort of basically cure them with the right prayer. It's not that straightforward, is it? Well, no, 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 no. He, he used to dub them for them. And if yes. the tefillah went well and fluent, then he knew his answer, his tefillahs would be answered. And if he didn't, if it didn't go smoothly, he knows that his tefillahs wouldn't be answered. So obviously it's up to Hashem whether he wants to, um, heal this person or not. That's obviously, that exactly. wasn't up to, that wasn't up to him. That wasn't up to, uh, Rokhanina Ben-Dyson. Ben-Dyson yes. took it as a sign. That if his prayer yes. was fluent, that, that his prayers would be answered and this person would survive. So says the Gemara like this, Ahaya. When we said the first thing, first part of the mission says, I'm a smell of a tall, somebody dubbed and he made a mistake, Simon Rala, it's a, it's a Simon Ra, it's a bad sign for him, and if he's if he's a thousand Simon Rala Shaykhov, it's a bad sign for the people who sent him. So Ahaya, to which brocha, because the Gemara must assume that it can't be to any brochas, right? Because otherwise you would have the, you know, normally when you learn it in the Mishnah, it would seem to suggest that if you make a mistake in any brocha at all in the Shemana Esra, it's a bad sign. But the Gemara obviously seems to understand that it can't be that anywhere in the Shemana Esra because it's, you know, the chances of that happening is quite likely. So he asked Ahaya, which brocha? Omar of Chia, Omar of Safra, Mishum Chadabay Rebbe. So Chia said in the name of Safra, said it in the name of one of the Talmudim of Rebbe, but others. This is only in the first bracha of others. And the Mephoshim explained why. In fact, so not the Mephoshim, Rashi says, Rashi says, but others, Shehit Chilas Hatzvila Remez Hu Shein Chofitzbot. Since this is the very, very first bracha, and you already make a mistake in the first bracha, it's a sign that Hashem does not want to accept your tefillah. So in other words, that's why it's a simon ra. If you make a mistake in any of the other brachas, that's, that doesn't matter. That's not a simon ra. Simon ra is only if you make a mistake in the very first bracha. Some taught this, this answer of what they say, that it's only in, in the bracha of others, refers to a brysa, and the brysa is as follows. Hamis Palel, somebody who davens, he should have kavona in all the brochas. That's l'chatzchila, initially. But if he feels he cannot concentrate on all the brochas, then he should concentrate at least on one of them. 
And on this, Amr Abachi, Amr Abachi, Safra, Mishra, Mechadabai, Rebbe, on this he says, but others. In other words, the Bryson means that at the very least he must concentrate on others. So in other words, what we're saying is, we've got the same person who mentions others, but the question is, what is the question to which the answer is others? Either the question is, on which bracha is it a simon ra? Or the question is, on which bracha do you have to have kavona? If you feel you can't have kavona in all of them, then you can only have kavona in the, then you should have kavona in the first one. Now, the point is like this. In Shulchan Aruch, it actually says that if you do not have kavona during the first bracha, you're going to daven again. And that is the Machaba says that. However, don't worry. The Ramal <laughs> says, the Ramal says, <laughs> That, that you don't, we don't do it be, just because you have not had Kavana, because there's no guarantee that you're going to have more Kavana during the next time you say it. Obviously, as we said last week, somehow when you start Shemanestra, you're sometimes miles away. There's no reason to believe that you won't be miles away the second time round. So in fact, the practice is that you do not have to, even if you don't have Kavana in the first block of Shemanestra, you do not have to repeat it. Okay, now, Gemara says, Where does it, it was understood, I mean, Rabbi, Rabbi um Bandaisa came along and he said, this one will live, this one will die. So they asked him, how do you know that? Gerald, yes? Gerald, yes? just a quick question on the logic of the Gemara. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering, I understand what you said regarding, you know, the concentration or lack of for others, yes? And it's a bad sign if one doesn't concentrate on the first blocker. But yeah. how do we know from the Gemara, the logic of the Gemara, that it's not a bad sign if the Shliok Zibber makes a mistake with another block? Are you with me? Yeah, the individual because, and... Yeah, no, yeah, no, because the point is like this. In the, the Mishnah, just simply says, if you make a mistake, then it's a bad sign. So the yes. Gemara, so then the Gemara yes. explains we're only talking about the broch of others. So therefore, that goes on both of them. That goes on both an individual who makes a mistake or a cousin who makes a mistake. Because in other words, what the Gemara is explaining to us, it doesn't refer to every broch, it only refers to others. And the Gemara says that. And others, okay. the, Gemara, the Gemara says it perhaps only on, on an individual but it's understood that it applies to the chazan as well, because the din of the chazan and the din of an individual is the same. Both of them, if they make a mistake, it's either a simara for the person, it's a bad sign for the person who's davening, or it's a ba- bad sign for the person who sent this person to be the shliach tzibur. So, so since the Gemara said it's only an obvious, therefore we can assume that with a, a, um, with a shliach tzibur, it applies to obvious as well. Okay, now we come to the word Minoanamili. So we said that um he was misbalal on, on ill people and said this one will live, this one will die. So they asked him, How do you know? So the answer was if it's fluent in my mouth, then I know my fill will be accepted. If it's not fluent, I know it's not accepted. Now, he didn't just make this up, he didn't just sort of wake up one morning and say it's fluent in my mouth, therefore it's going to be accepted. It's going to be based on something. So therefore the Gemara is asking, where did Rav Hanina ben get this concept from 
that if he davens and it's fluent, it will be accepted. And if he doesn't, if he davens and it's not fluent, it won't be accepted. So on Rabbi Shubham Levi, he says, Rabbi Shubham Levi, this is a posit in Yeshaya, which we say every Matzah Shabbos, Bire Niv Sephosayim, literally he creates Niv Sephosayim, the utterance of the lips, Shalom, Shalom, peace should be La Rocha to the one who is far, La Korov to the one who is near, Oma Hashem, says Hashem, or and I will heal him. So if we look at Rashi, we look at Rashi, Bire Niv Sephosayim, it's about 10, 12 lines from the bottom, now he says the word bore creates is similar to the word bori. And we know bori vishem or bori odif. Boris is if you're sure. So bori means if it's strong, comes out clear. Kishaha niv bori, when the mouth is clear and strong, in other words, when the fillet is fluent, the odom, oz mufta halasholam, then carries on the posuk, he will be guaranteed that there will be sholom. And it also carries on, on Hashem, or a fossil, and there will be refuah. So in other words, based on that posuk, Rabbi Chanida Badassah says, this is the basis for which, the way I conduct myself, how I know that if I make, if my filler is fluent, it will be accepted. Because borrow, lips, lips of a sign means the utterance of the lips. If it's borrowed, bori, as Rashi claims, it's clear and fluent and flowing, I know then the brochas will follow, shalom, shalom, etc., and on Hashem, or a fossil, and the refuah. So that is the where Rebbechanina Badaisa got it from. Okay. Uh, now, Gerald? Yes. Gerald? Yes. Can I ask another question? You don't mind, do you? Not at yeah. all. Thank you. Yeah. Look, uh, it might sound a silly question, but yeah. putting aside the greatness of this uh, Rob, yeah? Yeah. There are certain prayers. Uh, see, what I'm trying, uh, uh, oh, I, I'm just trying to think it through. Oh, we're saying that um, Rebbechanina Badaisa is saying um, its own prayers, not not um, not uh, routine prayers, special prayers. No, no. That... They asked him, or the Gemara asked, where is the basis in the posuk for the yes. concept that if you daven in a fluent way, your twill is accepted? Where do, where did he know this from? I understand. Just come along and say if it's fluent, it will be answered. If it's not fluent, it won't be answered. There must be a basis in the posuk for Rabbi Chanina Badassa to rely upon. And obviously, as we've explained, it's only somebody of the greatness of Rabbi Chanina Badassa who can use this system to say whether this one will live and that one will die. But he still has to have a basis from where he says that. And the basis is from that posuk. Okay? Right. Now we come to a Gemara, which is very esoteric. In other words, it's hard to understand. And um, no doubt, if you look into the Mikhtav Meleyol from Rabbi Desla or the Maral, they will explain these sublime subjects which deal with Moshiach and Alamabo, etc., etc. The, uh, the Rambam actually says, don't delve too much into the time of Moshiach. When it comes, it comes. Or as they say in America, Moshiach should come, but only after we come back from the Catskills. So, <laughs> so, so the point is, right, it's something we don't really understand, but we'll learn it. You know, it's the Gemara, so we'll learn it. We'll try and sort of get through it, but it, it, it's, it's got to be understood on, on a much higher level. So here we go. Amram Chir Ba'ab Amram Yechanan. Kolan Nabu 
All the prophets prophesied, and Rashi explains, all the good things, the brochas, from the chomas and the consolations, so the brochas that people would get, that referred to somebody who marries his daughter off to a Tamad Chacham. Or somebody who engages in business on behalf of a Tamad Chacham. Like the idea of a, of a, of a Yisrochot um, relationship, where one, one goes and learns, and the other person conducts the business, and it's a 50-50, etc. And somebody who benefits a Tamad Chacham with his possessions. So for all that, the, the, the brochas have been prophesied by the prophets, and we know what they are. As far as the reward that the Tamidi Chachomim themselves get, no eye except Hashem has seen who will do for one who awaits him. In other words, we can't fathom how great the reward is for the Tamil Chachom. So for the person who marries off his daughter to a Tamil Chachom or does business with a Tamil Chachom or benefits a Tamil Chachom with his possessions, that's what the Nevi'im spoke about, the brochas that such a person will get. But as far as the Tamil Chachom himself, the posuk of Ayn La Rasa, in other words, we can't fathom how great the reward is going to be for being a Tamil Chachom. That's what the Gemara says. And then we have Omram Chiyabah Abba Omram Yochanan, who's the same person, and whether it's, a, it's somehow a different version, or he, he says it slightly differently, and he says, Again, all the rewards and all the prophecies only talk about Moshiach, the time of Moshiach, the era of Moshiach, which is a supernatural era, according to Rabbi Yochanan. As far as Adam Abba is concerned, it's so great, things are such great things are going to happen in Abba, only Hashem knows about it. So, in other words, it's a similar sort of idea, but instead of talking about a time of Chochem, we're talking about Moshiach and Olam Or But Rabbi Yochanan disagrees with Shmuel. The Oma Shmuel, because Shmuel says, There is no difference between this world, where we are at the moment, and when Moshiach comes, and Except for when the times of the Mashiach, we will not be under the dominion of any foreign kingdoms. But everything else will say the same. Shenema brings the posuk. The poor shall not cease from the land. In other words, just as now the rich people, the poor people, the healthy people, the not so well people, all that will carry on according to Shmuel when Mashiach comes. And it's only uh, in the Olam uh, Abba, Moshiach is not basically a supernatural time. The Olam Abba is. So in other words, Rabbi Yochanan says, the supernatural times is already in the times of Moshiach, whereas Shmuel says, no, Moshiach, in the times of Moshiach, everything pretty much will carry on the same as it does now, except for Shibbon Malchios, foreign kingdoms will not have dominion over us, but everything else will carry on the same. But Olam Abba, that will be a very special time. And then we have a third one, but Om Rav Chia, but Abba Om Rav Yochanan, Kala Anavim Kulun Lani Snabu Elul Bale Tshuva. All the rewards that they prophesied was only about the reward that will be given to Bale Tshuva. 
people who were far away from Torah mitzvahs, and then they came near. But people who have never been far away, who have always served Hashem, only you, Hashem, know the reward. So there's three different ideas here based on the, these psukim, uh, etc. But Rabbi Yochum disagrees with Rabbi Avol because what Rabbi Yochum is saying is that a person who is a tzaddik gomor, in other words, he's never strayed, he's always done mitzvahs all his life, is greater than a Baal a person who was far away and has now come near. But Rabbi Avol disagrees, and he's on Rabbi Avol, Mokum Shabbat Shuvim, I'm Dim, well-known Gemara, in the place where Balei Shuvah stand, Tzadikim Gemara, I'm Dim. The people who have been righteous all the time, they can't stand. In other words, a Baal is much, much greater. And we can understand that, logically. Because somebody who has been uh, keeping mitzvahs all the time, he's very likely kept it from rote, because that's how he was brought up, and that's how he understands. Somebody who was not brought up that way, but came to his own conclusion that the correct way is to do mitzvahs, is to be very, very much appreciated, and one can understand why Rabbi Vol would say he's even greater than somebody who's been a tzaddik all the time. But he brings a proof from a posuk that about Baal Tshuva is even greater. Why? Because the posuk that we just quoted, and that's another reason why it mentions all this here, because we come from the same posuk that we quoted just before, Shalom, shalom, peace, peace, la rochaik, la koro, to the one who's far away and to the one who's near. So it says the Gemara, la rochaik, Baresha. First, Hashem gives his greeting to somebody who's far away, and then he did shuva. And only then afterwards does he say it to the person who was a Sadiq all the way along. So we see from that, from that pasuk, that about shuva is much greater. So the question is, how does Rabbi Yochanan learn that posuk? Rabbi Yochanan will say to me, you know what, you know what Rochuk means? Rochuk doesn't mean a Baal the person who is far away. It means a Tzaddik. What's that? What's Rochuk? Show you Rochuk with Vavera Meikara, who was far away from sin all along. Yeah. He never sinned. Or Meikarov, and what is the meaning of near? Show you Korov with Vavera. This is a Baal Shuva who was Korov with Vavera. He was near to sin. And is now drawn away from it. So in other words, he learns from that posit, Shalom, Shalom, that a tzaddik is greater. And that, as I said, these are very sort of esoterical points. Who, who are we to, 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 to decide who is greater, who is not greater? Although, as I said before, logic tends to say that it's obvious that about sugar is in, in, in a greater, a much greater madraga than a person who has been uh, doing mitzvahs all his life. Now, so it carries on the Gemara, my eye and Rosa. We, we keep on quoting that positive, that I hasn't seen. On Reb Shur Ben-Levi, says Reb Shur Ben-Levi, the yain hamashuma ba'anovov misheshes meberashes. This is wine preserved in its grapes since the six days of creation. Now, all the Mephoshim sort of wonder, what is this reference to wine, etc., six days of creation? What's this, what's this talking about? So there's some say like this, that we're saying, I know Rosal, no human has ever perceived it. In other words, we can't imagine what the great reward is for these people who we've discussed. And therefore it mentions wine in the grapes because you, when you just look at a grape, you can only see the grape. You can't see the wine until you've squeezed out of it. 
Others say it refers to secret Torah wisdom, which has not been made known, been made known to man. And they say that the, the gematria of the word yayin is 70, and the gematria of the word sod, which is secret, is also 70. So when it comes, ayin la rosa, it means that when, it, when the right time comes, etc., etc., the secrets of Torah, which have not been made known to man down here, will be made known there. And Rabbi Shemabah Machmeni, Rabbi Nim Shemabah Machmeni, this refers, this, this idea of ayin la rosa refers to Aden which no one has ever seen. So says Gemara straight away, Should you ask, where was Odom Arishan, the first person, if not in Aden? Of course, he was in Gan Aden, wasn't he? So the answer is no, Bagan. He was actually Bagan, not in Aden. And Vashematama, who Gan, who Aden, it's all the same. When we say Gan Aden, it's all the same, whether it's Gan or whether it's Aden. So the answer Gemara says, no, Talmud Lima, therefore the Posit says in Bereshish, a river comes out of Aden, the Hashgat Sagam, to water the garden. So we see Gam Lachud of Aden Lachud. Gam is one thing and Aden is another thing. So whereas Odom was in Aden, uh, so whereas Odom was in the Gam, nobody has seen Aden before and that's the thing that will be revealed in time to come. As I said, this is a very difficult Gomorrah. You know, it, it's really, we can only understand it at sort of a, a you know, our level. But let's carry on. Lisa has an interesting story coming uh, can up, I, which we can Joe, follow. Yes. Joe, can I ask a couple of questions? Do you mind? You can ask, but I can't guarantee that I'll answer them. It just, it, earlier on, it says that, um, that, that the, the prophets, yes, um, yeah. the Nevi'im, yeah. said only about the rewards of Olam Habar, of, of, of Mashiach, yes? Yes. But they, but they, they prophesied about many other things as well. Well, what you're saying is they only revealed, it means when the Nevi'im spoke, they, 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 what they were referring to was when they mentioned about supernatural things happening, that was Mashiach. Whereas the other one, Shmuel says, no, Mashiach is going to be normal, it's only Olam Abba. That was, uh, when, when no, they mentioned but, about supernatural things, they were referring to Olam Abba, but Mashiach will be normal. We'll be carrying on the, exactly I, I as we are now. But it, but, but it sounds restrictive, it sounds like the Nevi'im were prophesizing only about those two subjects. No, no, no. What, no. what it means is when they discussed uh, about the supernatural era, of course yes. they discussed many things. Of course, the whole of Tanakh exactly. is huge. But, yes. you know, when they discussed about supernatural era, which yes. which era were they talking about? That's the argument, whether it's about Mashiach or al But, of course, uh, they, okay. they discussed many other things as well. Can, can I just move on? Because I want to try and finish the Perek yes, today. Yes. There's a nice story coming up. Ton Rabbonon, we'll do it quickly. son fell ill. He sent two to that he should govern on their behalf. People knew already that he has got the power of Tefillah. As soon as Rebbe Hanina saw them coming, he knew what it was about. Went up to the attic because he wanted to be away from people where he could have great kavonah, biggest of rachmim, and he sort of dubbed for them that Hashem should have mercy. But also when he came down from the attic, Omalahem, he said to these people, Lechu, you can go, Shechalosatu Chamo, the fever has already left him. Omalahem said to him, Lechinoviata, are you a prophet? 
I'm not a prophet or the son of a prophet. I have a tradition. If my prayer is fluent in my mouth, then I know it's been well received and we know that the sick person will recover. But if not, then I know my prayer has been rejected. Now, this is interesting. They sat down and recorded the exact time when he had done for him. When these people, these two Tamini came back to Rebbe Gamliel and told him about it, he said, It's like an oath, a shvur. Wow. You didn't sort of, it wasn't too early, it wasn't too late. That was exactly the story. The same moment as when you reported to me that that was the time when Rebbe Hanina Bedosa went to Daven, that is the time when the fever left him. I had a similar situation myself, which I'll just tell you very briefly. I had many years ago, 23 years ago, Rebbe Feldman did a, a, a Shin Hashem for me. And when I told the doctor afterwards, many months later, he'd moved to Manchester and I visited him, I told him he was very, very interested in the idea of a Shin Hashem and how it all worked. And he said to me, when was this Shin Hashem? Can you tell me when that was? And I told him when it was, and he said to me as well, that is a time when you suddenly started turning for the better. So we see this already in the Gemara. There was another thing happened concerning Rabbi Hanina Badoisa who went to learn Torah from Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. So Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was his Rebbe. And the son of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai got ill. Omar Lai Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said to him, Hanina ben Hanina Masam, Bikesha Rahman v'yichya, Seek uh, Rachman, mercy for him that he should live. So Rav Hanina put his head between his knees and asked Hashem to, to give Rachman and he lived. Rav Yochanan Mitzakeh said about himself, if I would have put my head between my knees all day long, Hashem wouldn't have listened to me. His wife said to him, Is Hanina greater than you? At the end of the day, Hanina had come to learn Torah from Yochanan Mitzakai. So he was a greater Tamachachim than Rokhanina Pandaisa was. So how come he's turning around now and saying that had I prayed for it, they wouldn't have listened to me? On my lot, love, he said, No. He is like a servant before the king while I'm like an important officer before the king. And Rashi explains like this, about four or five lines up, sorry, Ke'eved is first, Ben Bias, since he's a servant, he's a Ben Bias, he lives in the house, in the palace, he goes in and goes out, he's on first name terms, he's, he's very, very friendly with the king, because I'm only like because I only go on important occasions, I don't have the same access to the king as he does. And he was known, Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa, even though his Torah was not as great as ben Zakkai, since he devoted his life to praying for individuals, therefore they were more readily answered. Just one little bit more. So a person should daven only in a place which has got windows, because this helps us kavonah, because you look into the sky, you can see Shemayim, and that helps you. Shinema says in Daniel, we had this Gemara before, the Kavin Pesichon Law Baalisa Negedir Shalim. 
Daniel had windows open on his upper stories facing Yerushalayim and he davened there, etc. Om Rav Kana says, Rav Kana, Chotzef alai man de matzle I view as arrogant somebody who davens in an open area such as a valley because there people can watch him and it really would put, him, put a person off. But if a person davens in a valley, it's as if he's saying, I am so confident that I've got kavona in my davening that I'm not bothered if people are passing to and fro. It doesn't bother me at all. So such a person is considered arrogant. But Omar of Kama, I consider somebody as arrogant, somebody who goes around publicizing the Avera that he did. Shenemaz, it says in the Posuk, this is also, I think, the Posuk, no, this is the Posuk, it's a Hillim. Ashrin is Pesha Kasuchatol. Happy is the person whose Avera is forgiven, whose sin is covered over. So in other words, you cover over your sin. If a person doesn't have error, don't go around publicizing it. And Russia, if you look at the last Tosfos, it says, Kisa Chato, the timer, the reason is, the If a person goes around publicizing its sin, it means he's not embarrassed about it. He goes around telling everybody, I did this, I did that. If you're embarrassed about it, you'll keep quiet about it. That's what Tosfos says. The time she he's embarrassed about his sin. But if he goes and publicizes his Averas, it looks like he's not embarrassed about it at all. And we said in Brochus and Tafyud, based on the base, anyone who does an Avera or Misfayesh, but he's embarrassed about it, he gets Mechila straight away. And that is why a person who goes around publicizing his, uh, um, his Averas and he's not embarrassed about it, says Rav Kana, such a person is a Chotzev, he's an arrogant person. Hadron Aloch, Einandin, we'll reach the end of the Perek. Next Wednesday night, there will be no Shia because it's Tishabab. And then we, I don't know who's going on summer holidays, but I suppose we'll have a few years, a few, <laughs> sorry. A few weeks break. And we'll, we'll let everyone know when we restart again. Thank you very much. Those who are going away, have a wonderful summer holidays. Um, can yeah. I ask a couple of questions? Or yeah, go on. Just, um, according to the second view of Mashiach, yes, where yeah. it's more naturalistic, and yeah. the only benefit for the Jewish people is self-sovereignty and yeah. uh, no persecution yeah. from the nation, yeah? Yeah. But there'd be inequalities, yes, in life, being inequalities. Yeah, life is very much the same as it is now. Yeah. But, but that doesn't sound so inspirational, does it? Where's the, that's what the, they say. Because look, nobody, if you can ask anybody, you can even ask Lubavitchers, right? Who talk about Mashiach all day long. And if you ask them specifically, exactly what is going to happen when Mashiach comes, I don't think they know. And the reason why they don't know is because you can see these Tanoim themselves don't know. I mean, when no. they say they don't know, they disagree. One says yeah. it will be a supernatural era and one says it won't. It'll carry on the same. So what yes. do we know? We don't know. No, of course not. No, no. No. And the idea of a window, yes, a window um, giving one um, extra kavola to think of um, um, Shemayim, yes? Yes. Could, uh, just an idea. The window looks out towards the street, doesn't it? Looks out towards other people. Maybe in the symbolism here that, that a shul should have a window so we, we be concerned with other people. Very good. Very good point. Very nice idea. I, I believe it says in Shulchan Aruch that a, sh- a shul should have 13 windows. 
I'm not sure whether we've got 13 windows or not. But the idea, the idea is that when you look at the window, you see the sky and you see you're doubling to Shemaim and it helps your Kavona. Yes. That yeah. was the idea of Daniel. Yes. I was, I once happened in a lunchtime mincha in somebody's office and, and it was in the basement. So there weren't any windows and they had a, they had up a letter for, they asked the Shiloh about if they could oven there. Yes. I don't yes. remember who the rob they asked, but they had a, the, the shiva up on the wall and well, the outcome was that it was okay. Yeah. Uh, but that was just kind of happening uh, with those windows. Yeah. Uh, and obviously you've got to have windows and a shawl in order that you can open them. And close them. Yeah. Okay. Thanks thank very you. much, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a, nice have a good fast yeah, next enjoy week. Enjoy the summit, yeah. Thank you. Well, no, we're not after fast. <laughs>